Hi everyone, Kurt Conrad here, sports reporter with Richland Source and Ashland Source and Knox Pages, and we're here to talk to you about the uh, upcoming uh, girls tournament. It'll start here within the next couple of weeks. I'm joined by uh, Larry Phillips, uh, the managing editor at Richland Source and Knox Pages and Ashland Source, and a longtime uh, basketball aficionado here in North Central Ohio. And uh, Larry, it's uh, it's that time of year again. This is always the most exciting. I mean. Uh, those regular season games in January kind of drag along, but this this is when it starts to get exciting. Absolutely. I when when I first started uh, at the News Journal in 1990, uh, I got the girls' basketball beat, and and I was here for the single most um, exciting and heartbreaking day all rolled into one <laughs> in uh, North Central Ohio girls' basketball history. It was uh, 1992, and we had Shelby, Buckeye Central, and Loudonville, all three in a state championship game and uh, unfortunately all three lost but it was uh fascinating watching all three of those teams go all the way uh make the make the march madness run all the way to st john arena in columbus and one of my uh everlasting memories from that is uh the shelby who is now the shelby coach natalie lance at that time her name was natalie Britt, was a junior point guard for shelby and uh, at the news journal we had a pic- picture of natalie after the state semifinal game that shelby had won and she's holding her index finger up and uh, she just loved being at columbus loved being at the final four and and uh her her enthusiasm was infectious uh even to a young reporter like me i thought it was just fascinating to watch uh the whippets with ellen lawrence was the coach at that time and and loudonville got down there with that uh, dream senior class that they had and and buckeye central had uh dominated in girls volleyball but that year they uh Chuck Snyder took them to the to the state championship game. So, and that that was a, a great day. And then uh, as the as the years went on, um, I covered less and less girls basketball. Rob McCurdy took it over for the News Journal. He went with uh, the St. Pete's girls when they went to the Final Four three straight years. And I don't know Winford made a run uh, with uh, the Raw girl the one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've had uh, some runs over the years, and and uh, we've got some teams this year at, at least one. That I fully expect to get all the way to Dayton. Right, and and we'll we'll get to them in a little bit. Uh, I think in 03 we sent four teams down. Yeah, uh, uh, they all lost in the state semifinals <laughs> that year. But uh, you know, it's uh, th- there were more run. I, I, those runs have become fewer and far between. I guess as as we've gotten further into the uh, into the new millennia. But there, I mean, Buckeye Central just a few years ago made a run, and I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, to see a a couple of area teams who could at least. Uh, Make a run at it this year. Um, we'll start with Division One. We've only got we've only got two Division One teams anymore, which is a uh, a strange thing. It's a, it's Madison and, and Ashland. Uh, Ashland is the number ten seed in the Northwest District. Uh, they will they took a first round bye. Uh, they'll host either number twelve Holland Springfield or number thirteen Wapakoneta on I think that is the twenty fourth of February at, at Ashland. Um, Madison is a fifteen seed. They will or a sixteen seed. Excuse me. They will be on the road. At Lima Senior, uh, both those games are, uh, are, you know, those are. It's a sixteen versus fifteen. It's, it seems like a winnable game for well, the Rams. I know, uh, I know, nobody's expecting anything from Madison, but uh, my very first year in in Mansfield, uh, Mike Leeper was the girls' basketball coach at Madison. He is this year mm-hmm. again, and uh, I consider Mike one of the five best coaches in North Central Ohio in any sport. The guy is that good. He led Madison to a, a Final Four in softball. He took uh, a, a team with an eight and twelve regular season record to the elite eight of the Division One uh, girls basketball tournament, and and uh, I believe is winner of uh, nineteen ninety one, and that was uh, they were stopped by um, Katie Smith and Pickering. Right, right. Is the only thing that stopped them, and that team had uh, 
Jennifer Step and and uh, not a lot else. Right. <laughs> and and I know that Sunny Literal was a more of a softball. She was a pretty right. darn good basketball player too. Because right. I think what I remember when they were hosting their uh, their Hall of Fame induction ceremony this past fall that. Mike, Mike introduced Sonny, and the, she, she took him on a pretty long run, too. <laughs> so there's some history there. I, I don't expect Madison to make a, a, a deep run, uh, or Ashland, for that matter. But, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. And we have seen it. Right, right. Uh, that brings us to Division Two, and it is a it is a street brawl in Division Two around here. There are a lot of a lot of pretty darn good Division Two basketball teams. Mansfield Senior uh, got the number one seed. Uh, they are eighteen and two, I think, at last check. I haven't checked here recently. I think that's what the record was. They were tied for first in the uh, OCC at the time. They they dropped a game to West Holmes, but uh, El Meeks is the coach. Uh, he has done a admirable job here with this group. Uh, they have a thousand point scorer, which uh, hadn't happened a whole lot in, in senior high history, Kirsten Bradley. Um, and I got a whole bunch of girls who are, are, you know, none of them averages more than 11 points a game, but they all average between 11 and 7 points a game. So that's a that's a pretty good recipe in the postseason. Absolutely. That makes you a dangerous team um, when you're balanced and, and you've got a, a number of different offensive weapons that you can turn to. I, I think uh, when push comes to shove, it's probably going to be uh, they're going to lean on, on on Bradley when when uh, the chips are down. But like you said, uh, El Mike's done a great job. That that team snuck up on me a little bit. To tell you the truth, I I did not see an eighteen and two Tiger team uh, this year. I, I think they they kind of stubbed their toe a little bit against West Holmes. Um, I hope that doesn't slow their momentum. But I, I think they are a fun story. Um, that one's been kind of a little bit under the radar because they did surprise us a little bit. But man, they they have got a great chance uh, to make some noise here. Yeah, and they they're average. They're giving up. About thirty-two and a half points a game, and if you defense travels in the Absolutely. postseason, especially if you're if L's got them playing defense like that, that's that, that that's a good recipe for a, for a long tournament run. Uh, another team they could bump into, and we touched briefly on, on their coach uh, is Shelby. They're the number three seed. I think they're sixteen and four. Uh, they won the the MOAC title, the Mid Ohio Athletic Conference title again. It's their sixth in a row. They've won or shared six in a row. Um, that stretch included a team a couple of years ago that went 27 and one, reached the regional championship game. I don't know if this group is that group. I mean, that group was led by uh, Sophia Nice, who is a point guard at Ashland University uh, these days. But uh, this group is uh, led by Eve Schwemley, who averages about what 14 and a half points a game, and they've they've got some good balance. Uh, and and Natalie's a heck of a coach. Yeah, that's the thing with Shelby. They're kind of the polar opposite of Mansfield Senior in that uh, they have a tradition over there that that they're. Uh, they did not fly under the radar is what I'm trying to say. Right. And, and and there's an expectation uh, in that program. They're conditioned to winning. Um, this is their time of year. They expect to, to, to do something special. And th- that alone can, uh, attitude can win you a game here or there. And Shelby's not a team that I'd want to see in a tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, senior high is the number one seed. They will host Ontario in a first round game. Uh, Shelby is a three. They will host uh, number 15, Rossford, other teams locally. Uh, Lexington's a nine. They will be at Sandusky Perkins, who's a seven. And I think those are those are the D3s here in Northwest Ohio, or at least locally. Um, that, I expect one of those. Uh, I'd like to see one of those get to the regional. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, not an unreasonable expectation. Right, right. Yeah, we dropped it to Division Three. Uh, Clear Fork is uh, in Division Three. They have, for a, lot, for a lot of years, they were in Division Two. A couple years ago, they were a very good Division two program. They just happened to bump into Shelby in the district championship game. Um, to drop to Division three last year. They're Division three again this year. They're the number three seed in the Northwest. They are fifteen and six. They will host 
Western Reserve, and, and Scott Sellers has done a, a bang-up job down there. Yeah, when when we're talking about, uh, I know we'll get to Loudonville in a little bit, but uh, they considered that their their uh, kind of their measuring stick game early in the season because Clearfork got Loudonville last year, right? And uh, and you know this year Clearfork looks like one of those teams that's kind of slowly built as the season has developed, and uh, you're right, they get a little bit overshadowed by Shelby uh, down there, but. Uh, it's, like you mentioned, Scott Sellers uh, knows what he's doing. He's got a plan in place, and again, th- that that's a program that expects uh, to play well. And and this time of year, I think they're looking at dropping out of Division Three as a as a big advantage for them. Sure, and uh, that will be interesting to see what they can do this year. Talk about balance. They have they have five girls. Uh, uh, Anna Cabal- Annika Labaki uh, leads the way. She's the the program's all-time uh, three-point shooter, uh, leader in three-pointers made, I think, in, in a career, in a single season, and in a game, I think. She averages nine 9.9. Uh, they got f- four other girls who average more than six and a half. <laughs> Again, it's it's that kind of balance that, uh, I mean, if you, if anybody can lead you in scoring in any night, that makes you hard to guard. You know, when somebody gets hot from three, too, and, and we've seen it, even at uh, even at the highest level of, of Ohio high school basketball, JT Hoing just got white hot <laughs> for Highland right. uh, and led them to a state championship um, down at St. John Arena one year. So, if you've got a hot three point shooter, that alone can carry you yeah. into postseason. Absolutely. Uh, other teams in that in that Northwest District in Division Three, Margaret is the number one seed. Colonel Crawford's the number two seed. They are. Uh, uh, they've. They've. Kind of, I don't know if they've won the N10 yet, but they are certainly a, a, a player in that league. Uh, and I think that prepares them for anything that they're going to encounter here in, in the Division Three tournament. And playing a team like Loudonville, like they did a couple years ago or a couple weeks ago, probably uh, isn't going to hurt them either. Yeah, I think that was probably a measuring stick game for them. Again, that's another team. Uh, if they don't get to the district, they look at it as a kind of a disappointing season. Their their program is solid, and uh, the expectations are there for them too. Right. The other teams locally in that in that Division Three, uh, Winford's the number five seed. They will host Bucyrus, uh, number seven seed. Uh, the winner of that game plays Colonel Crawford, so it's a it's an all Crawford County portion of the here, bracket. Yeah, yeah on that <laughs> side. Uh, Division four in in Northwest Ohio, uh, Mansfield Christian is a a, a number four seed. Uh, Plymouth is a six. They will be at Monroeville, who's the five, and the winner plays at Mansfield Christian. Um, the number one seed is Danbury. They will host uh, Lucas. Uh, the the winner of the Northwest District, this district, they get sent to Maslin Perry, and and this year that the team that I think that has you and I both excited also feeds into that Maslin Perry regional, and that's Loudonville. Oh wow! Uh, they are uh, they're nineteen and two after last night's win over over Fredericktown. Uh, Corey Vermilia, who was the Division three player of the year last year, Loudonville dropped to Division four this year. Vermilia was the D three player this, of the year last year. I don't. I can't imagine there's a Division Four player who's going to beat her <laughs> out this year. She uh, she scored I think 23 points last night and a win over Fredericktown that gives her 2,250 career points. Which <laughs> puts she passed she passed Francine Lewis, who is another uh, Richland County legend, who scored uh, what Francine scored 2,231 points at, at Malabar from 78 to 82. I went on to Ohio State. Yeah, the, the only <laughs> the only local player still in in front of. Of of Corey is Renee Stimpert, who starred at Crestview. She scored twenty three hundred and five points from twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. Um, went on to a great career at AU. That's where Corey's headed. Uh, you and I have both seen her 
if there's a better Division Four player in the state, I would very much like to see her. Yeah, me too. Um, I went down there, uh, I want to say three weeks ago, um, to Loudonville. Actually, I was on the way back from Mount Vernon for a staff meeting at Knox Pages. And I was like, I'm going to stop at Loudonville and see Corey Vermilia play. <laughs> I didn't want to go through four years and not get a chance to see her in person. And, and she was as advertised. Yeah. Um, plays both ends of the floor. She can do a little bit of everything. She's a really a great size, about 5'10". Um, she can be on top in the zone. She can be guard the post. Um, she's she's smart. She's quick. She's got a good shot. Uh, she can score inside or out. And and Loudonville, probably their second best player is Corey's younger sister. But Loudonville is is one of those teams that, uh, to to Tyler Bates' credit, their coach, um, they have they have scheduled up, and and we've seen that the last especially the last three weeks. They played at Akron Ellett. I think they played Warrensville Heights. Right. Um, you know, and, and those were games that they lost. But they're not going to see anything in a tournament like that. Right. Um, and, and they acquitted themselves very well. They could have, uh, especially against Akron Ellett, that's a game they could have won. It got away from them in the fourth quarter. But uh, and, know, that's, th- and that's a game, <laughs> Corey Vermilio scored 47 points in that game and gra- <laughs> grabbed 13 <laughs> rebounds. You think 47, holy smokes. That's not even her career high. She scored, I think, sixty something against senior high last year as a junior. <laughs> and I mean, that's the type of that's the type of kid you're you're talking about. I mean, that's just a force that it's hard to deal with for anybody. It doesn't matter what level of the tournament you're playing them at. Right. I, I talked with Tyler a little bit about uh, you know I, I thought I wondered if she could have gone to the MAC, and we talked about that a little bit. And I, but uh, Corey's a, a hometown girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashland is uh, in her backyard. Her grandparents uh, live in the area. They get a chance to see her play if she stays at AU. And it's not like AU is a second-tier program. <laughs> no. I mean, obviously, they're defending Division Two national right. champions. And and uh, I'm sure they're going to be right there um, at the end again this year. So, And if you're a, a girls' basketball player around here at that level, you can, th- you can go sit on a bench for a MAC team that finishes fourth in the conference, or you can go... Win a national championship at Ashland University, and I have think, your friends and family I, see every I game. I think that's that a pretty easy choice for play. me. Yeah, so I understand it. Um, but Corey is that kind of talent, I guess, is what we want to say. And and yes, uh, the expectations are sky high at Loudonville. I fully expect them to be to make the trip to Dayton. I know that's a bombastic statement, um, but they are that kind <laughs> of team, right? Um, you know, they went to to Colonel Crawford a couple of weeks ago, and and I know some of the folks uh, at Colonel Crawford were expecting the Eagles to push them, and I think they probably hung in there for half right but uh you know Loudonville's just on a little bit different level and, it, and it's because of Corey uh, she's a, a little different little different player um than what the others are going to see so you know and I know uh, we've talked about it and it's kind of goofy to say it but uh I fully expect Loudonville to make a run to the final four and the way that the tournament's set up in the in the northeast part of the state certainly plays into Loudonville's hands like in, in the northwest like they they see the team's like for the for the for the Division Four teams that are going, I think that districts at Willard, they only seed those twelve teams, and then they that's how they bracket that that district. In the Northeast, they seed every Division Four team from one to fifty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what and then those you, first two games? What against thirty seven and thirty six right, seeds the, or something yeah, like, like that? The, 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 their first game, they 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 opted to play a first round game. They face the number thirty seven seed. If they win that, they got number thirty six. Right. <laughs> they wouldn't face anyone. That's in a top ten seed until the district championship game. Right. So that uh, I mean that 
kind of clears the clears the path for them. Well, you know, uh, Kurt, you mentioned uh, Clear Fork dropping down and how that might play into their advantage. And Loudonville's in the same boat. Right. Um, they were the smallest D3 school in the state last year. They're the biggest D4 school <laughs> in the state this year. Right. And, and, you know, the level of competition is significantly different at D4. And, and uh, you know, we, you mentioned uh, Renee Stimpert. Corey's going to have a great shot at catching her. Yeah. Uh, Loudonville's not going to lose for a while. Right, it's it's not going to be a one-and-done situation for the Redbirds this year. Well, that uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. I, we've touched on everyone we think who could uh, who could potentially make a, a long run. Hopefully a few other teams will uh, surprise us and, uh, and, and make it a march to remember. Yeah, and uh, if this goes as far as we think it will, we're going to have to uh, pull something together again on this uh, because this is, fun, this is the fun time of year to watch uh, basketball. Right. Uh, so for Kirk Conrad, uh, for Larry Phillips, Larry Phillips, excuse me, I'm Kirk Conrad, and thanks for joining us. Thank you.